This time of the year, there should be a hotline you can call with questions about cooking turkeys, a special 800 number where the phones are staffed by experts. There is. What do you mean? The Butterball hotline. Butterball has a hotline? Yeah. It's an 800 number. The phones are staffed by experts. Are you kidding me? No. God, I'm sorry. I love my country. Charlie, get me the number for the Butterball hotline. Yes, sir. Welcome to Rapidly Rotating Records, an hour of toe-tapping music from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s, with yours truly, Glenn Robison, on Island Radio, KISL Avalon, at 88.7 on your FM dial, and at KISLAvalon.com on your internet dial. We've got dance bands, hot bands, sweet bands, show tunes, novelty tunes, blues, jazz, and more on everything from Aeolian to Xonophone, and by everyone from Aronson to Zerky. We have four, count them, four birthday salutes this week, and in the final segment, we'll cobble together some records about shoemakers. But first, an apology. Last week, I played Stop Kicking My Heart Around by Abe Lyman's California Orchestra. Unfortunately, I failed to credit the vocalist. For those of you who get the weekly playlist email, it's not much of an issue. Andy's shown on the website post for the episode, but for the record, the vocalist was Eddie Holly. Sorry about that, Ed. Now that that's cleared up, many segments of this show begin with Last Week Marked the Birth of and a composer or artist's name. This segment is going to begin a little differently. Last week, November 19th, marked the death in 1915 of composer J. Fred Helfe. Back on the January 12th show, I profiled J. Fred Helf, even though it wasn't his birthday, because I didn't know when his birthday was. I still haven't been able to find Fred's exact date of birth, but I do now know that the J in J. Fred Helf stands for John. I'm not going to go back over his biography, since you can listen to the January 12th show in the archive, but I do have a trio of records of Fred's tunes I haven't played on the show before. Thank you. 
The Lightning Express from the depot so grand had just pulled out on its way. All of the passengers who were on board seemed to be happy and gay. Except a young lad in the seat by himself reading a letter he had. Was plain to be seen by the tears in his eyes That the contents in it made him sad The stern old conductor who passed through the car Taking tickets from everyone there Finally reached the little boy's side And gruffly demanded his fare I have no ticket, the boy replied But I'll pay you back someday I'll have to put you off the next station, he said But stop when he heard the boy say Please, Mr. Conductor, don't put me off of your train For the best friend I have in this whole wide world Is waiting for me in vain Expected to die any moment And may not live through the day I want to bid mother goodbye, sir Before God takes her away A little girl in a seat close by Said to put that boy off, it's a shame So taking his hat a collection she made And soon paid his way on the train I'm obliged to you, miss, for your kindness to me You're welcome, I'm sure, never fear Each time the conductor came through car, these words seem to ring in his ear. Please, Mr. Conductor, don't put me off of your train, for the best friend I have in this whole wide world is waiting for me in vain, expected to die any moment and may not live through the day. I want to bid mother goodbye, sir, before God takes her When you know you're 
not forgotten by the girl you can't forget. We started our tribute to J. Fred Helf with Arthur Pryor's band and the new Tipperary March, written by Helf and James M. Fulton. That's take one from a September 18, 1908 session issued on Victor 16024. It must have sold well because almost exactly four years later they issued take three under the same catalog number. The last time I played the Lightning Express was a little over a year ago by Vernon Dahlhart. He recorded it several times for different labels, including Edison, the only label on which it's subtitled Please, Mr. Conductor. There are a number of other recordings, but we heard it by the Blue Sky Boys, Bill Bolick, who played mandolin, and younger brother Earl on guitar from August 21, 1939. The Bolick brothers were born in East Hickory, North Carolina. They made their radio debut in 1935 on WWNC Asheville, as part of the Crazy Hickory Nuts, and as the Good Coffee Boys. The following year on WGST Atlanta, they were the Crazy Blue Ridge Hillbillies. They got a contract with Victor and chose the name the Blue Sky Boys after Western North Carolina, nicknamed Land of the Blue Sky. They retired in 1951, but reunited in 1962 and recorded and toured into the late 1970s. I couldn't very well end the segment on the sad note of the Lightning Express, so we finished up with Jimmy Davis and When You Know You're Not Forgotten by The Girl You Can't Forget. Helf wrote that in the 19 aughts with the words by Ed Gardner, but this recording was made March 5, 1939, in the Rice Hotel, Houston, Texas. One of J. Fred Helf's songs has the great title, If Money Talks, It Ain't On Speaking Terms With Me. There are only two recordings of it that I know of, one by Minnie Emmett and the other by Arthur Collins in 1902. It's not really broadcast quality, so I'm not going to play it here, but you can listen to it on YouTube, and I encourage you to do so, for the clever lyric, the second verse of which ends with, I'd like to have a nickel take my hand and say how do. I'd love to hear a dollar bill say I belong to you. 
I'm Glenn Robison, and you and I are listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. Last week, November 18th, marked the birth in 1897 in St. Louis, Missouri, of Jules Bufano. In the 1920s and 30s, Bufano led a number of movie stage orchestras which presented elaborate vaudeville-like shows before the feature film. And speaking of feature films, on April 1st, 1928, Universal Pictures premiered Thanks for the Buggy Ride, starring Laura LaPlante and Glenn Tryon, based on Bufano's hit song of the same name. Tragically, in 1932, when Bufano was employed as Master of Ceremonies for Fox West Coast, his wife committed suicide by jumping from the seventh story of a Spokane, Washington apartment building. Bufano was Jimmy Durante's musical director for 18 years and was on several different TV series in the 1950s, including The All-Star Review, Colgate Comedy Hour, and The Jimmy Durante Show. Jules Bufano died of a stroke on September 12, 1960, in Santa Monica, California. His most famous composition was Thanks for the Buggy Ride, which I played back in August by Percival Mackey. Here it is by Carlisle Stevenson in his El Patio Orchestra. Thank you. 
In checking the files, it looks like I had planned to play that record back on the September 25th, 2016 show, but apparently ran out of time, so I'm happy to play it now. Eddie Duchin and his orchestra with the vocal by Lou Sherwood and Learning from August 24th, 1934. It took three people to write that song, A.J. Nyberg, Marty Symes, and Jerry Levinson. Before that, Charlie Strait and his orchestra with Henpecked Blues, recorded in Chicago in June of 1923 and released as Paramount 2244. Carlisle Stevenson played in Jan Garber's orchestra before leading his own band and also composed at least one work, Song of Lambda Chi. I've played two other Carlisle Stevenson records on the show before, but it's the first time for the one that started off our tribute to Jules Bafano. Thanks for the buggy ride. That was Carlisle Stevenson and his El Patio Orchestra in October of 1925 on Sunset, a California record label of less than stellar quality, number 1133. The El Patio Ballroom was built in 1925 on Vermont Avenue between 2nd and 3rd Streets in Los Angeles and claimed to be the largest and most famous dance hall on the West Coast. It was later renamed the Rainbow Gardens and then the Palomar Ballroom, hosting the Dorsey Brothers, Glenn Miller, Artie Shaw, and others, before being destroyed by fire in 1939. Last week, November 21st, marked the birth in 1891 in Philadelphia of jazz pianist and bandleader Charles Wright Johnson, getting his own segment for the first time. There's not a lot of information about him, but Johnson's orchestra played at Small's Paradise in Harlem from 1925 to 1935 and was heard on radio in the late 20s. He directed the ensemble until 1938, after which he worked as a freelance musician until ill health forced him to retire from music in the 1950s. Charlie Johnson, also known as Fess, died December 13, 1959 in New York City. He recorded 14 sides in five sessions between 1925 and 29, 
And here are three, which I don't believe have been played on the show before. Thank you. 
Charlie Johnson and his Paradise Band with the Johnson original, Walk That Thing, arranged by Ben Whittett, Reed Man in the Band. Victor 21712 was recorded September 19, 1928, and also released on Bluebird. Vocalist Monette Moore recorded a number of solo sides under her own name, but also four sides with Johnson, including Birmingham Black Bottom. Thomas Morris, who was in Johnson's band and also led his own group, wrote the music and Freddie Johnson the words, and the recording director for that February 25, 1927 session was Leroy Shield. We started our tribute to Charlie Johnson with another Johnson tune, Hot Bones and Rice, from Victor 38059, May 8, 1929. I'm Glenn Robison, and the show is Rapidly Rotating Records. We are here each and every Sunday evening at 6 on Island Radio, FM 88.7, KISL Avalon, and KISLAvalon.com. This and all our previous shows are also available 24-7, on demand, anytime at all, online at RapidlyRotatingRecords.com. Last week, November 19th, marked the birth in 1897, although some documents say 1898, in Richmond, Missouri of pianist James Wesley Randall to George Bishop Randall and Carrie Allison. He had one younger sister, but apparently never married nor served in the military. He became known as Slats Randall, Slats being a nickname for a tall, slender man. He was a member of Phi Delta Theta at Center College in Danville, Kentucky, where he became friends with classmate and fellow musician Craig Buey. They both transferred to the University of North Carolina, where they met Hal Kemp and joined his Carolina Club Orchestra, Slats on piano and Craig on saxophone and clarinet. Kemp's band was desperate for bookings when, through Paul Speck, they got a contract and sailed for England aboard the Berengaria on July 12, 1924. They played at the Piccadilly Hotel for about six weeks and recorded five sides for British Columbia before sailing back, playing aboard ship. In 1926, Slats, Craig, and Duke Wellborn formed a co-op band in Asheville and played at the Biltmore Hotel and in venues in Florida, Texas, Chicago, and Milwaukee before winding up in Minneapolis, where they were booked in the Flame Room at the Radisson Hotel, which featured a unique movable bandstand. While there, they recorded Bessie Couldn't Help It for a Columbia Field Unit, which led to a contract with Brunswick. They remained at the Radisson through the summer of 1930, when they went around the country playing at clubs and major hotels. Management issues and declining audiences as a result of the Depression led to the band's disillusion in 1937. In 1940, Slats was living in Little Falls, Minnesota, and working as a desk clerk. He died September 14, 1974, in Cushing, Minnesota. But here from Better Times are three from Slats Randall and his orchestra. Thank you. 
For a man who's in a hurry Got a great big date And it can't be late Gangway, gangway Got a lot of cross for worry My big chance and how about Gotta give my feet some action, gotta hurry on my way. Got a great big date with a little bitty girl I love. Got a very sweet attraction, got a lot of things to say. Got a great big date with a little bitty girl I love. She's got a quiet apartment with a Davenport for two. I'm gonna try it tonight if it's the last thing that I do. Gotta pop that set question, gotta give my nerve a shot. Got a great big date with a little bitty girl I
like turnips, I can't stand turnips, I hate turnips, why it's true. But if you said turnips, then I'll eat catnip, why I'd do anything for you. Though I don't like dancing, I can't stand dancing, I hate dancing, why it's true. But if you said Joe dance, why'd even toe dance, I'd do anything for you. Sweetheart, oh can't you see just what you mean to me? Though I don't like liquor, I can't stand liquor, and I hate liquor, it's true. But I would drink liquor till I got sicker. I'd do anything for you. Oscar Gross and Joe Roberts were both vocalists with Slats Randall, and the singer on I'd Do Anything For You could be one of them, but is unidentified. I'd Do Anything For You was written by Cliff Friend and Lou Pollock and recorded by Slats in Chicago on September 21, 1929. We started off with another side from that same session, but issued a bit later, Got a Great Big Date with a Little Bitty Girl, written by Joe Sanders. Yeah, of Coon Sanders' Nighthawk fame. And in between, with an unidentified vocal trio, it was Hello, Gorgeous, Words and Music by Walter Donaldson. That's from Brunswick 6304, recorded in Chicago on April 24, 1932. Have a particular song or artist you'd like to hear on Rapidly Rotating Records? Well, you can send your requests and your comments about the show by email to glenn at rapidlyrotatingrecords.com or send cards or letters to Post Office Box 145, Claremont, California, 91711. That's glenn, G-L-E-N-N, at rapidlyrotatingrecords.com or Post Office Box 145, Claremont, California, 91711. For reasons I'll explain at the end of the segment, here are a couple of records about shoemakers. Nobody cares when I feel blue 
Nobody cares when I am grieving By the burden bees and even the trees They bow their heads in sweet sympathy I'd like to see the rainbows ending I'd like to see the clouds roll by The sun never shines, this world is dreary Cause there's nobody cares for me, that's why
the Danish folk tune known in English as the Shoemaker's Dance, performed by the Victor Orchestra from catalog number 2450, recorded January 18, 1927. That's from a collection of folk dance tunes compiled and arranged by Elizabeth Bershanel and C. Ward Crampton. It was previously recorded by the Victor Band on April 25, 1912. Flora Elizabeth Bershanel was born October 18, 1875, and was a folk dance historian and educator. Beginning in 1904, she traveled the world researching folk dances of various countries and returned to teach dance in New York State Public Schools and at Columbia University. Author, physician, professor, and scientist Dr. Charles Ward Crampton was born in 1877 and promoted physical fitness and hygiene, working with both the Boy Scouts and the Campfire Girls. He died in 1964, but you can still buy his book, A Guide to Physical Fitness, Start Today, on Amazon. Before that, Nobody Cares. Not a statement on physical education, but a tune written by Joe Green, the full title of which is Nobody Cares When I Am Lonesome. So what does Nobody Cares have to do with shoemakers? Well, the label of Cameo 8247, recorded around April of 1928, credits Klein's Serenading Shoemakers, a pseudonym for Joe Green's orchestra. They made three other sides in that session and one more side a month or so later with all the tunes written by Joe Green. In the mid-1920s, the band was heard on network radio sponsored by Klein's Rapid Shoe Repair Company. Klein's was founded in the early 1900s by Benjamin W. Klein, who invented and received patents for a waterproof shoe sole and arch supports. His main shop was located on 14th Street in New York City, but by 1931, there were 60 shops around the country, including Chicago, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, and Atlanta. Unfortunately, the Depression took its toll on the shoe repair business, and Klein's declared bankruptcy on August 18th. 1931. I didn't want to mention it at the beginning of the show so as not to distract from listening to the music, but there's been something rather basically different about this show. Many, if not most of you, may not even have noticed, but I imagine some sharp-eared listeners can tell me what it was. If you have an idea, please let me know this week by email or a post on the website or Facebook page. And I'll let everyone know at the beginning of next week's program just what it was and whether or not it will continue. In the meantime, I hope you have a very pleasant Thanksgiving holiday, but please stay safe and abide by all the health experts' guidelines, even if that means staying home this year. Not only for your sake, but I'd like to keep all my listeners. What do you mean you cooked the turkey, Charlie? Well, I cooked the turkey, that's all. You put our national bird in the oven, is that correct? Yeah, well, I... And all uh, of us uh, had our mouths set for roast eagle with all the trimming. Yeah, right? well, I... Uh, you did a thing like that? Well, the two birds were lying there side by side. The turkey was for the centerpiece, Charlie. I mean... Well, they look so much alike well, that I... Well, uh, we blew it uh, now. They're all sitting down at the table out there. Yeah, yeah. Just have to switch the birds, that's all. Yeah, well... Serve them turkey instead of eagle. But it's kind of scrawny looking, isn't it? Yeah, well, I thought I'd stuff some old bread in it and make it look a little fatter. You do that, okay? Okay.
I'm Glenn Robison, and I'm very pleased that you've chosen to spend this past hour with me listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. I hope you'll click in or tune in again next week, and as always, I thank you for your very kind attention. (laughs) ¶¶